the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Cat. Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition. Chewing the fat. If you hear a bang on the desk, it's Fenton's head because he's jumping up. Fenton always gets really, really excited when we do podcasts or film videos and always wants to get involved. Where have you been keeping those maracas? They're so noisy. <laughs> those are maracas. <laughs> anyway, right. The subject, as voted for today by people in our private support group, is why your training plan probably sucks and how to fix it. Yes, I've also forgot to mention it's episode 12. Holy shizballs. Like the Simpsons. They go forever. Not yellow. Anyway. They're, right. They're a popular... Uh... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, is you, that can do, those... you can do this podcast on your own then. Cool. Is that one of those talkies? You... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Common issues that we see with people training plans. So... Obviously, dealing coaching on like on a daily basis, we'll get lots of people who are training, and then you know, come we'll ask people what's the plan, what's the training plan for this week, what exercise are you currently doing, etc., etc. And some of the kind of real common stuff we see, we're going to cover today, obviously, and then try and rectify it because it's great that people are putting this energy and this commitment and this time into doing the training, but if you can spend it, ish, yeah, if you can spend it in a better way, a more efficient way a way that's going to give you better results, then why on earth wouldn't you? Yeah, it's just small tweaks, isn't it? So we're not asking people to necessarily do more, you know, in regards to, to time or do things they're uncomfortable with. It's just looking at what you're doing now and how to optimise it. Because odds on, there's a way that you can improve it. There's always a way you can improve. Yes, and for most of the plans that I'm witness to, there's quite a few ways you can improve it. Yes. So I think, let's start off... <laughs> Start off with not having a plan. Start off with not having a plan? Yeah, I like it, John. I like it. <laughs> so most people, the issue with their training plan is they don't have one. So people will have no set structure or continuity to their um, to their training, and they'll just kind of go in and do whatever they feel like, or they'll have like a certain... Fancy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people... And, and the same thing with clients. You'll say, you know, kind of what you... You know, they'll say, oh, I worked out yesterday, I went to the gym yesterday. Okay, what did you do? Well, I did 10 minutes of abs, I did 30 minutes of cardio, and then I did some weights. And the, because there's no structure, it's fine. You might get a bit sweaty, you might even ache the following day. But because there's no structure, there's no progression. Because there's no progression, then you can't adjust. Yeah, you can't get better, and your body will just adapt. You know, you're not going to burn as many calories, you're not going to build any muscle. So ultimately, these are the things that you're looking for. They're going to give you the compositional changes and the easier fat loss because you know the fitter you get, the stronger you get, the more calories you can burn. You know, if you're carrying more muscle, then you'll be more defined, you'll have more shape to your body. So they're the, you know, the typical things that we tend to, to work with and we tend to encounter. So that's kind of stage one, get a plan. Any it's be- plan. It's better to follow 
a use like a rubbish plan than to just kind of go in and, and do nothing or not do nothing but just do whatever you fancy because at least then you can track it and you can assess it and you can progress it you have a baseline then yeah I'd say the not having a plan almost kind of falls into like the classes category for me I think doing classes is slightly more structure but again because you can't basically you know to progress in training you need to control as many variables as possible and when you do a class you're totally at the the whim of the instructor so even if you're doing some kind of like les mills body pump where it's the same all across the world it's still down to whatever class they would have run that time so yes you can increase your weights and body pump but then you have no control over the exercises the exercise selection the exercise order the tempo even the rest all these kind of you know the only variable you have there is what weight you want to use to do 40 minutes of bench presses yes so i think from the the outlook of burning calories in a session then you can kind of track that to a degree but you're not going to be able to progress strength but you can't adjust it so even if you're wearing a heart rate monitor and you go well this session i burned 350 calories because you're not controlling those variables you can't do something else in the class because it's all dictated to you I think there's definitely room for it because stuff like spin, if you get fitter, you know, if you went to a spin class three times a week for a year, the upward trend would be you'd burn more calories, wouldn't you? If you were tracking it. Yes. Because then you could make sure that you are. I think the, the trap that people fall into, which is probably the third point, I don't know. Anyway, we'll just go with it, is just not putting in the required effort. I think, you know, it's, it's quite hard and it's, it's quite a tough one to look at yourself and say, I didn't put in as much as I could there but you've most people you see in a gym there's more in a tank well again you know that's how you can progress as you know us working in numerous gyms commercial gyms private gyms running classes ourselves you'll see people who come in and do multiple classes back to back so if you're doing two spin classes back to back or you're doing two spin and then you're doing you know a circuit class or you know whatever you're doing then I'd say, you know, those, those 45 minutes, first 45 minutes spin class, you were probably holding back a little bit. It'd be much more effective for you to go all out as hard as you can in the first 45 minutes instead of going for, you know, two hours. Yeah, I think the, the issue there is going to be that you're just not going to give your body a chance to recover. So if you are overtaxing your system by just doing more and more and more, you'd get better results by just focusing on progressing over a shorter time frame if you're training for a marathon you wouldn't just run for two or three hours every day you'd have progressive training in regards to sprint work or tempo work or some distance work there's always going to be ways to assess and progress these things and if you just go for more is more then you're going to burn out pretty quickly yeah so i think classes you know i mean they, they will get a certain result but it's not going to be the ideal approach again you know not enough variables to control for my liking personally yes next one um inappropriate exercise choices so the big one that comes to my mind when i say that is that people want you know we deal with mostly women women would tend to people want to work on their legs don't they yes you know, as, as a whole it tends to be a problem area so then you see people going in and squatting when they have no idea how to squat so people put a bar on their back and they don't move very well. And it's a very tough one because being taught to do this properly is something that you will have to invest either time or money into. 
because it's unlikely you're going to be able to do it really well straight off the bat. But there's so many tutorials out there, you can learn a lot on YouTube in 10 minutes. And it's just making sure that you start at the right point and then progress up from there. So there's too many people who go straight into squatting and deadlifting. God, you know, do you think about with, with most blokes who squat and deadlift for years and do it really badly? Because they've never spent, you know, they'll spend hours and hours doing those exercises, but they won't spend 10 to 15 minutes analyzing their form or looking at the, the weak links in the chain or where they struggle. And so they'll always have those same roadblocks. And it is hard because, hard. you know, you've got that kind of mind movement connection. So you might think you're doing a perfect squat, but it looks like a dog taking a shit. Is <laughs> this the standard position? And then, you know, you might ask a PT and, well, that PT might be dog shit because I've seen plenty of PTs getting their clients to do horrific squats. I've seen clients, I've seen PTs getting their clients to do bodyweight squats. They've not been able to do those. Then they've added weight to the backs. Yeah. Which just means that you're doing an even worse squat, but you've loaded the movement. Yes. Which is a recipe <laughs> for disaster. Yeah, adding, don't add weight onto dysfunction. If someone can't do the movement with no weight, then don't don't add weight to it, don't make it faster. So you see people can't squat and then they get them to do jump squats. Well, you're only gonna be loading the wrong structures, aren't you? You're not gonna be getting the results you want to. And obviously, it's hard as a trainer, when you've got a class with 20 people and someone's doing a bad squat, you can't say, right, stop, 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 everyone listening, let's look at how shit this squat is. Because it just doesn't work. You, know, you cannot have that level of detail. So you just need to have a bit of awareness and take your time to build up to these things. You can, you can start on a leg press, doing some, some split squats, something like that to build your balance, then do some goblet squats, elevating your heels if you need to. And then you can progress onto a back squat. So you've got three or four different variations there, which would help people to, to a massive degree before they even put a bar on their back and try and squat. And I think even going on with the poor exercise selection, like you said there, that kind of, for me, goes into stuff like people doing bloody insanity and you know, these kind of high-impact classes that are just not suitable for everyone. You know, what is it? Insanity, like, we took high-intensity interval training, turn it on its head. And you're doing these massive plyometric movements, but by plyometric movements, I've been kind of explosive movements, like, you know, jump squats, jumping lunges, um, these high-knee sprints, things like that, of that irk. And like Joe said, if you don't move very well, you can't do... A, you know, a normal bodyweight squat or a bodyweight lunge, you know, very well normally, then you should not be trying to make an exclusive, exclusive, can't speak, I've gone off French. South African. An explosive, <laughs> you know, movement like that, because that is just going to injure you. It's going to yeah. be a recipe, a shit show. You need to, you know, do what you can. And I think that people are too quick just to do as they're told. And rather than kind of take a step back and say, this isn't right for me, I'm going to find something more appropriate. They'll just kind of truck along. And that's cool. There's a lot to be said for perseverance, but it's knowing... It's got to be what, in the right direction. Under what circumstances to do it, exactly. So if something is causing you pain or you're not doing it very well, then you need to dial it back, which is hard for people to take because people associate working hard with being a good workout, but surely working safely and effectively is going to be better for you in the long term. Which I think takes us nicely onto YouTube videos. Yeah. So I think this one is it's almost like the short-term pleasure, long-term pain thing for me. It's um, people get that short-term gratification from doing some kind of YouTube. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm doing air quotes. Hit video, which is usually garbage. 
Um, because you get your heart rate up, you get sweaty, you get out of breath, you think, oh, I've had a great workout, but it's just not going anywhere. You know, it's just a bit of movement. And these people get like over excited about complicated or entertaining kind of workouts, isn't it? What you do, right, you're going to do, Fenton really gets upset about this. He's watching a YouTube video now. You're going to do four mountain climbers, you're going to jump up, you're going to do two star jumps, then you're going to spin around twice, and you're going to do uh, six hands into the airs and then into a squat, and then you repeat that. And there's just no need. You get the same effect from doing, you know, star jumps. All you're trying to do is raise your heart rate. But it's kind of that short-term thrill or feeling of getting hot and sweaty. Variety, isn't it? People are desperate yeah, for variety. Yeah, entertainment. It's that difference between kind of being entertained and doing something that's effective. And, you know, we know that weight's out for everyone, but you just kind of got to realise that if you're choosing entertainment, if you want to be entertained for 12 minutes and do a hit workout from YouTube where you're doing kind of weird lunge variations... Jumping up on kitchen tables, I've seen kitchen counters, all sorts of weird stuff. Then it's probably not going to be as as efficient for your goals as possible. There's nothing wrong. I think you can come across a bit negative and a bit sour on that. There's nothing wrong with I having yeah, <laughs> having <laughs> having some variety and some entertainment with your training, but it needs to be in balance. So the majority of your session needs to be based around. It doesn't need to be. You know, as long as you get results, it doesn't really matter. But we're here for optimal, aren't we? We're here because you want advice on training. So it should be around progressive overload, as in getting stronger, as in gradually lifting heavier for more reps. Around compound movements, so movements that use big muscles because they use more energy, they build more muscle, you'll then burn more fat, and then have some form of cardio that suits you. That would be the rough parameters, wouldn't it? Get stronger, get fitter, using full body movements there's no harm with throwing in some arm stuff on the end or some abs or some shoulders or whatever it is that you enjoy you shouldn't have 80% of the peripheral bits and then a set of squats on the end yeah the minors yeah you know exactly you know you need to majoring in the minors isn't it people want flat stomachs so they spend 30 minutes doing their abs whereas actually should have done 30 minutes of meal prep yeah or 30 minutes of squats or sprints or anything that's going to be harder than doing some sets of crunches and it's just misinformation miseducation isn't it it's people it makes sense I want a flatter stomach so I'll work on my stomach but a five minute Google will tell you that that's probably not the right thing to do if you can find you know a reputable source that you trust which is us oi oi yeah um, and that's going back to saying you need to control as many variables if every single workout you do something different from some kind of fitness blender or something I'm sure people we get you know people tell us oh I did this this is the workout like we've watched them all no idea what half fitness of these, blender episode 204 yeah I have no idea what half of these things are um, then there's no way of progressing because you might do you know 45 seconds of star jumps in one workout and then you do 20 seconds of super star jumps in the next workout and there's no way of tracking there needs to be some area of repetition for me training wise to see that progress it's just like if you went out and you ran different dis- distances every single time, you'd never be able to know if you were getting any faster or not. Kind of, isn't it? If you did a different kind of running every time, because obviously you can run backwards. You can yeah, exactly, and uphills and with alternate lunges in between and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of a bit of a hard pill for people to swallow because I understand that people do want the variety side of things, 
but there's only so many ways that you can move. So you have to just get good at the basics and it's just time tested stuff and it's not a sexy sell, but it's what gets the best results. If you look at the people, so for example, I guess this is, I'm gonna go obviously a nice sideways sachet into my hatred for Instagram is there was, I was showing a girl. Sachet away. I was showing a girl the other day who was a sprinter and they showed her, you know, her workout and she was, you know, probably five foot ten and extremely athletic and lean. And then she had like, all manner of absolute bullshit movements that you know high level sprinters don't do. And it's only done because people then tag their mates and go, oh, this new exercise is on, we need to try. Yeah. Because then we can look like this Gymshark girl. Like, it's no, almost like the she, entertainment factor again as well, isn't she it? She got discovered because she's a high-level sprinter. You know, she looks that way because she sprints. So she'll have done the training that helps for that. Not these peripheral exercises that are mildly entertaining. And it's fine to add them in. But don't base your workout around It's them. almost clickbait. It's like clickbait Absolutely. exercises. Yeah. Like doing, you know, single leg leg press on an assisted pull-up machine or you know glute kickbacks on a chest press yeah lying sideways on the leg press yeah and doing single leg leg press and stuff like that like again Joe says if you want to do some of that stuff if you want to kind of feel a bit of a burn then that's cool but put that kind of tack that onto the end of your workouts get your you know your meat and your vegetables your workout done first your squats your deadlifts your pushes your pulls and then you can do the fancy stuff like you know tricep kickbacks and a little bit of Glute work or would whatever be, you want to do. Would that be the gravy to your meal, would you say? That was my gravy. <laughs> Dribbling down my chin. Oh, All in my beard. I'm not looking at you on purpose now. <laughs> um, so. How long's that been? <laughs> Four <laughs> hours. <laughs> Slowly moving on. So you get, we'll get now, now we'll get people who do resistance training, which is awesome. You know, obviously, if we're looking for optimal results, then a resistance training program is going to be numero uno for us. Yeah. But then, that's a, a shit field, I was going to say then. And that's a minefield as well, because quite often we get um, these year-long plans, um, which are kind of like some kind of weird bodybuilding split, where you have a shoulders day, calves day. I was just thinking what we're missing, and you just, I, you just said the S word, which uh, <laughs> reminded me. Eyebrows and eyelash day. I'm doing triceps, delts, my left hamstring and my right calf. My intercostals. <laughs> what? If you want to work your intercostals, do 305 burpees, man, we're killing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, i got food poisoning on my intercostals, my intercostals. <laughs> <laughs> we're kicking. So what's the issue with these then, Joe? Josephine, talk to me. So Bro splits. We've just said that. Well, I'll give you the science of it first, is they've done studies where people, they measure how long your muscle protein synthesis, so how long your body's building muscle for, and it takes, well, I've just done this in my course, I can't remember, 36 to 48 hours to recover? Just say it confidently. Yeah, it's 36 to 48 hours <laughs> to recover from a session. So it takes you two days. So if you train your, if you train one muscle group on a Monday, and you don't do it again until the next Monday, you're missing out on at least another training session. Yeah, at least between one to two extra sessions. Thank you there. Cheers for that. You're welcome. So, the bro splits, the, you know, the bodybuilding, yeah, you know, tradition, I guess. One body part there. Yeah, is false because it's, it works for high level bodybuilders because Ooh. they're able to accumulate a huge amount of volume because they're on anabolic substances. They are assisted athletes. Yes. Which... Guessing you not, probably not. Yeah, so you will get more bang for your buck if you break your workouts into push movements, pull movements, and leg movements, or even upper body, lower body, because then you can train 
your legs twice and your upper body twice. So you use a larger muscle mass. So if you use your hands as an example, you know, if you look at your calves, especially my calves, it's going to be about one hand, maybe a couple of fingers. Your shoulders, again, is going to be a single kind of hands worth. Whereas if you look at your back or your legs, you have hands and hands worth of muscles. So you have a lot more muscle mass, which you're going to lift a lot more weight, will burn a lot more energy. You'll just look a lot better. Yeah, it's just... My my mind is blown by this people wanting to adopt this idea of doing I do shoulders on this day, I do arms on this day, I do chest on this day, back on this day, legs on this day. It's nuts, you know, and these probably are people who don't want to lift weights or, you know, don't want to get bulky, but then they follow a kind of weird bodybuilding split where the goal's fat loss. And like Joe said, you know, I've been training since I was about 15 when is when I kind of first started lifting weights first joined the gym so that's 10 years I've been lifting now. <laughs> <laughs> that's 25 years I've been lifting now uh, I'd say pretty consistently you know over 10 years work as a personal trainer you know this is the kind of stuff that I study and I still do upper body lower body twice a week that's four weight sessions and it's squats deadlifts bench press dips pull-ups, rows, lunges. Biceps, triceps. Yeah, maybe some biceps, triceps. My tendonitis is not playing up. Um, And that's it. It's basic stuff, you know. Should I be following some kind of like super high technology routine where I'm doing sideways leg presses and I have a calf stay and stuff like that? No. No. (laughs) Because it's just not going to, I'm not going to be able to stimulate enough muscle in my workouts to get to my goal. I'm sticking to compound lifts. I'm doing it twice a week. What is your, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? What is your goal? If it's to stay lean and to look athletic, then you need to focus on those areas. If your goal is to have really impressive shoulders, then you may need a shoulder day. If you're a woman or a thin man, or even a man who just struggles to put muscle mass on, don't have a shoulder day. Because any pushing movement, so your dips, your shoulder press, obviously, your bench press is going to use two thirds of your shoulder is going to use two of the three shoulder heads they're just and then small muscle rope, groups it's just then, ridiculous to have a full rope, day dedicated to them and then you, but the thing I'm getting at is that you will use those muscles when you're doing a full upper body day so to then you know if you do a shoulder day and a chest day you're training your shoulders twice so you think if you're doing an hour for each session you've just spent an hour and twenty say on your shoulders and an hour on your legs your ratios are so far off what they should be it needs to be, as James said, a third to a half on your legs and then two thirds to a half on your upper body because obviously you've got the push muscles and the pull muscles. So if you want to go push, pull, legs, that's fine. But that would be. And repeat. Yeah, that would be kind of the, the, the maximum upper body sessions that you'd need for 95% of people because your issue is going to then be, you know, I see it all the time when people send me a push workout and it's got bench press incline bench dips shoulder press call and it's got three tricep movements mm. so you've got three out of seven of those of that session so nearly half is spent working a muscle that's already been taxed in the first four movements like you just, you, so you know any kind of pressing movement will use your triceps and your shoulders so you don't then need 12 sets on the end yeah, to do three the same exercises. amount of volume that you've already done yeah you know your triceps or your shoulders your biceps will already be fried so you only need one or two exercises on the end oh maximum two most people don't even need one you know it's just 
you feel like we're hammering the point with this a bit, but it's just you, it's because it's so ingrained in tradition, it's just what people do. But look at the size of your shoulders. You know, are you, what's the difference going to be? Because you can't burn fat from your shoulders, so you're looking to add muscle to your shoulders. Is that really what you want? Do you want more th- width and depth to your shoulders? Yes. Is that really worth an hour of your time? God, I don't think so. Yeah, it's just getting, you know, the idea of getting the bang for the buck with your exercise selection. What are you doing? Show the time. All right. Messing with stuff. Just getting the the bang for the buck for me. So picking those big exercises, like I say, you know, if you want to hit your chest shields and triceps, then doing things like, you know, bench pressing, incline bench pressing, dips are absolutely going to frazzle them. You know, I, I don't... I very rarely these days do any kind of direct arm work. What about you? Yeah, I do a little bit, but that's because I'm vainer than you are. Started sure, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you're getting good at, you know, doing pull-ups or rows and stuff like that, there's so much stimulation going on for your arms, for your shoulders, like Joe said. It's just not necessary. So, you know, for me, recommendations would be to train, you know, your full body at least twice a week. So you could do, you know, three full body workouts or, as I do, you know, four days a week is, you know, lower body, upper body, rest, lower body, upper body. And then you can kind of hit it from different different angles, different sides. So, you know, my lower body might start off with squat being the dominant exercise in the first workout and then deadlifts the second one. I might hit, you know, flat bench press and then I might hit dips. You can get more variation there. That's going to, well, that keeps it interesting for me. But then I can see the progression as well because I can keep on adding more reps. I can keep on adding more weight. I can look to reduce the time between my sets to increase intensity. I've got control over all the variables there. You know, if I'm getting a little tubby, uh, I can add 10 minutes of cardio to the start or to the end of my workout. Mm. It's, you know, it's easy, easy, easily done as opposed to, you know, a YouTube workout or a class which I don't have any control over. All of this as well will come down to tracking as well. It's to make yeah. sure that you know what you're doing, so you know what weights you've done, you know the repetitions you've achieved. Because sometimes people say, I did this weight and it was really hard, so I'm gonna stick with it until it gets easy. It will never be easy. There'll never be a time that weight, the weight that you struggle with is then easy, unless you get a lot stronger. So unless you give your, reason, uh, your body a reason to, to get better. Yes, yeah, so if you're doing a 100 kilo squat for six reps, there's never going to be a point where you do six and go, I could have done another six there. Because you haven't challenged it to that degree. The only time you're going to find that 100 easy is you get to do it 140 for six, and then suddenly the 100 is going to be a bit more manageable. Yeah. That is a huge increase that's going to take you, odds on, an awful long time to do it. So you just have to make sure that you're recording everything you do. You know, Find an app, buy a training log, sustainnutrition.co.uk. <laughs> Or just write it down on your phone. Just make sure you know where you're at and try and beat it because most people don't and that's one of the biggest issues that, that I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think to round up, probably a good idea, I want to show you on it. 25 points. It's for us, you know, if you want to optimise your training, it's to get a resistance training plan, record it, log everything, so you can, kind of, you can even go down into geekiness and I, kind of how you feel, what time you're training, how you slept, etc., um, and then hit each body part twice per day. And for us, you know, you're either going to lump that together with upper body, lower body, or you're going to do kind of a push, pull, legs. So for push, that'd be chest, shoulders, triceps. For pull, back and biceps. For legs, it would be legs. 
and then you do that twice per week. Well, any it can just run in sequence, can't you? Yeah. You don't have to do six days, but if you do four days, then obviously each week the session you do twice will just depend. Yeah, I prefer to just um, run it week to week because I don't like to come in on a Sunday. In fact, after most people will probably do three or four sessions, don't they? So you'll end up, you know, one week you'll do push twice, one week you'll do legs twice, blah blah blah. Yeah, blah 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 blah. That's us. You've got any more running things to do? Fellas, fall asleep on me. No, I'm good. Right, that's us. Did we mention shoulder days? <laughs> yeah, don't waste time. Any questions, guys? Fire them over to us. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs>